Out on the weekend, humidity has fallen off, and we're into last week of August already. Tired of not being able to travel, if only just to see something. Why not? Some new SLV videos up. Uh, videos up. That's my language vlog. Where could you live for a thousand dollars a month, folks? It's Monday, August twenty second, two thousand twenty two. I'm Steven Sersky. I was out on uh, Saturday. Out with the boys, and the boys, we went out for a little while. It was kind of, um, we were at Plan B for a bit, uh, and then the night sort of spilled over into another bar bar called Confidential. And Confidential, it's kind of a neat um, idea behind it. So if you're walking down the street, you actually uh, don't um, see what it is initially, because it seems like there's a barbershop there, but then you have to open the door as you walk past the barbershop, uh, like by the barber chair, you open the doors and then you go in and that's where the bar is. So that's sort of the, its theme and that's where it's getting its name from. It's confidential. Uh, so it's a uh, confidential or reserve? Oh, I can't recall. Commune reserve? Oh, geez, I can't remember. I think it's confidential. Um, and they had some live music on it. So it was kind of neat. Uh, the guy asked, he's like, yeah, so what should I play? And I'm like, ah, come as you are by Nirvana. And he started playing it. And he's like, I haven't ever played this before. So I got that on video sent to a buddy of mine. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, well, the light and the, the night did go on a little bit. Uh, needless to say, Sunday's bike ride was a little bit more rough. <laughs> did manage to still go for a run on Sunday morning, so that was a good little 20-minute uh, run as well. So, can you believe we're in the last week of August already? Uh, I was looking at the calendar, I'm like, it can't be this, right? Because I'm, I'm, like, looking for... Uh, the seasonal gold performance, right? I'm like, oh, it's still got time to pop in, in, in August. And it's like, August is almost over. It pops again usually into September as well, like the first week of September, so that's what I was kind of looking for. Um, and I'm seeing now, like, futures are all over the place. Like, the markets have been going down. China got hit last week. Uh, with I guess there, there's been a new spike in uh, COVID numbers. And so the the result is that markets have sold off a little bit, which kind of seems um, appropriate given where they are in the technical sort of thing. But that being the case, I was thinking, wouldn't mind just to travel just a little bit. I see a lot of other people around the world, they're traveling these days, they're all out and uh, enjoying the, the sun and being able to go places. And here in China, you do not see it. The only pic The only travel pictures you're seeing uh, in China are usually from the United States or from like people I know who have gone overseas and they are no longer in China. So uh, a few more names have actually left. And this actually got me thinking that because some of these people are telling me how much they're earning or at least giving indication of how much they're earning and what they're able to do to sort of sustain themselves. And it doesn't sound like the places that they're going doesn't sound like they need very much. And sure enough, like if you look, like I'm thinking even uh, Georgia, like the country, not the, not the state, Georgia, as long as you're not too concerned about like the war in Ukraine sport and spilling over to Georgia again, uh, then yeah, it could be, it's like rent is half of what it is in Beijing. Like rent, Beijing rent just takes your money. It's just, it's, it's gone. And that kind of, maybe one of the reasons why Evergrande got hit and got smacked so hard. Uh, and there's like graft charges and everything. And basically with these subsidized, like if you're a subsidized company, like, it, so, you know, there's communist 
rule here in China. Okay, the idea is that the government hands out money to these companies, and these companies go build up their um, their, their businesses. Well, what the, some of these people are doing is that they're misappropriating these funds, but it's only seen in retrospect because it's seen as part of the way of doing business uh, in order to secure some deals. Although everyone's getting government money, so I'm not sure why they're trying to secure deals. This Evergrande debacle, basically, the government said, well, you took the money and you blew it away. You blew it up. Uh, so you blew it. So uh, you, you either you pay it back. First of all, you're paying it back. Second of all, you fix the mess that you made. Third of all, uh, you're probably not going to be out of jail anytime soon anyway. So uh, but uh, so with this, I mean, you kind of look at what housing prices are, rent prices are here in Beijing. And yeah, they're, they're still astronomical. My rent is going to stay 6800 for the next year, and uh, so that's sixty eight hundred is just over twelve hundred Canadian dollars. Uh, and I am I am in one of the sort of I don't want to say swanky areas. It's not. It's more uh, foreigner friendly, much more Western, uh, a little bit more foreign oriented rather than uh, directly Chinese oriented. Not saying that there aren't Chinese elements and there's not there's no Chinese people here. It's just that there's a large international community in the area that I live. Also, given it's a bit more affluent as well. Noted by the recent opening of uh, Jing A at one of the uh, the malls nearby, so these you know looking at this I'm looking, looking up at uh, Tbilisi in Georgia. It's just like uh, I think beer was more expensive. That's that's what it was. Uh, domestic beer in Beijing is ten kwai, and Tbilisi it's eleven kwai. There you go. Imported beer, twelve ounce small bottle, thirty kwai in Beijing. 17 in Tbilisi. <laughs> uh, yeah, meals can be more expensive in Tbilisi, but um, it's it the prices drop. Overall, it's like um, consumer prices are 20% lower. Consumer prices, including rent, are 32% lower. Rent prices in Tbilisi are 50% lower. So, but I'm actually... Uh, I was talking to a buddy who's there, and he's like, mm, that sounds a little high to tell you the truth. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself and thinking that this would be a uh, you know, a, a decent jump. But even here, the average monthly net salary after tax, Beijing is 9,300 yuan, 9,300 renminbi. Uh, in Tbilisi, it'd be 3,000 renminbi. So there's some numbers for you to consider. And one, one of the reasons I was looking at this is because with the uh, current exodus of a lot of people that... I thought would be here for a lot longer than they turned out to be here. Uh, like to tell you the truth, there's been such a substantial change in the working landscape here, especially um, given that we're, I'm working from my apartment nowadays, uh, and I'm sitting here like if I didn't go out and work out twice a day, there'd be very little reason for me to leave my apartment except to go get a gnat test. And the only reason I go get a gnat is so I can go to April Gourmet, which is to buy food so I can come back home. That's it. I mean, there's, there's I don't really go to restaurants anymore. There's too much of the, um, not just, not, not even fear. I think actually it's a tinge of boredom, to tell you the truth. And I remember thinking this a couple months ago. I'm like, it's some, I remember being at Jing A, uh, and I, was, I, was, I think I just lost the taste of this. Not physically. It's not like I had a stroke or anything. It's like I just lost the... Um, sort of desire to go to these places so much, so often. And even if it was only once a week, I'm just like, I don't know if I need to be in these places anymore. And if I don't need to be there, 
Okay, I'll, I'll stay at home. Fine. But then working from my apartment, I'm going, all these people are leaving. Am I missing something? Could be because they are talking about how cheaply they're able to live in other parts of the world. And I'm starting to think, what if, even if, because I just signed a new contract, another six months. I mean, why not? How long would it take to set up something that you could make a thousand euros, a thousand dollars per month? And go live on half of what you need here in Beijing. Not even half. Like far less than that. So yeah, I was thinking this is something. Something's been skewed here. Something the prices and the, the economics of living in Beijing are no longer really favorable. And I know a lot of people would say that they've never been favorable. Uh, or they've been very not favorable for a lot of people. Uh, but uh, notably, like even in the... Um, ESL industry, it just seems that it's not as, uh, not not worth as much as it was. And I say that as I'm trying to do the, the delta now. <laughs> Righto. Uh, humidity has moderated substantially. Uh, fantastic. It, it is a lot cooler out there. Um, uh, this it, it figures, it's actually a little bit early for this to happen, to tell you the truth. Uh, although... The rest of the country seems to still be suffering from extreme heat. Beijing has cooled off substantially in the last two days, three days. Like the humidity has gone down quite a bit, uh, the uh, temperature has dropped quite a bit, and overall, it's a lot nicer to be here rather than it was two or three weeks ago already. Uh, just in terms of weather, right? As a result, I'm not sure if that has something to do with my workout intensity, but uh, been dogging it lately. I uh, don't know exactly what's going on. It might just be routine fatigue sort of thing. Been doing so much of the same stuff, uh, but it feels more like a grind. It feels more like I'm just putting in the time rather than going to workout, and I'm okay with that as long as I acknowledge that it's a grind. You just put in the time, get it done, and like even if you. Like the, when you go running for 20 minutes, if you go run for two miles, you don't have to go full bore. You don't have to go very fast. You can go for a jog, right? That's it. You can slow down. Uh, the, the thing is that you can't stop, though. And I remember this is what I learned from a Muay Thai coach, a coach back in Canada. He said, you can slow down, but you can't stop. You've you, you got you to keep on moving forward. He was referring to the burpees and the uh, push-up combination that he had us doing at that time, uh, which was very painful, uh, or at least very strenuous. Uh, and... Uh, but with these workouts, just putting in the time today, I did manage to get in both of them. In the morning, I did the two-mile run. I did the 10 minutes of skipping, 15 minutes of skipping, I think. Uh, and then uh, the steel club workout as well. But I'll tell you, there's so many mosquitoes out there. There, It's just, it's insane. You cannot stand still uh, lest you get attacked by these things. And I even had mosquito spray on, and they were still flying through it. Because they were just like, oh, this is, there's just so many of them. Uh, so it's it's a bit crazy. It's almost it's worse than Winnipeg, to tell you the truth. Yeah, no, these Winnis and these these mosquitoes can actually carry the the dengue uh, uh, virus. So it's not like in Winnipeg, it's um, meningitis. I think it is the one that affects your neck or your spinal column. Uh, here it's dengue fever. Apparently, now it's not talked about quite a bit, and I think they they have you know treatments for it, but. Uh, not something you really want, and it's not a fever that you want to sort of experience too much, right? Uh, that being the case, with the workouts not being as tense, as intense, uh, tomorrow morning already I'm thinking uh, I might have to lay off on the, the bike ride, 
I'll save it for Thursday. Already on Wednesday, I know I actually have to go across town to get some paperwork done for one of the, these uh, accounts, these bank accounts that I have. And so it has to be done in person for some reason. Good old personal customer service, you know, personal touch to their customer service. No, it has to be between hours of 9.30 and 3.30. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes away my day. And it's, it's literally across the city, so it's uh, not the easiest to get to at all. Uh, been thinking, yeah, this whole being tired of uh, not being able to travel, seeing some people. It's not just the people outside of China. It, it's, uh, and I see some other people making reference to how sort of Chinese people themselves seem to be a little bit fatigued. And yeah, it's it's not. People are not. Um, I don't want to say skipping, but they are certainly not as. Uh, they're not. They're certainly not hustling. With a lot of the businesses closed, I mean, I think it's not just a fear. I don't think it is a fear. I think it's more of a dread uh, of, and not not even so much a dread that it's like a, just weighted down. There, there's this cloud, this black cloud that's sort of hanging over things. I don't know anybody who has said anything good about the... Um, current policies in place uh, i know at the i remember making videos directed towards winnipeg like guys what are you doing two years ago sort of thing right and now it's kind of like i wouldn't be surprised if someone in winnipeg was making a video video about me here going what are you doing <laughs> and i actually have been asked like what are you still doing in china like you do you need to be there i'm like well i really again i have nowhere else to go It'd be nice. I was looking at these hikes that they have, these bike rides and stuff. It'd be awesome to go uh, travel around China a little bit more, especially since my Chinese is far better than it used to be, even though it still sucks. Um, but being able to practice it. I remember two years ago, I was thinking, even last year, I was thinking, you know, it'd be nice to take the weekend off um, from studying, from work, go somewhere, and then use the language skills that I have, at least sort of reinforce them and somehow make them real rather than just textbook, right? Because all I'm doing is textbook work and flashcards and textbooks and tests. That's it. It's, I mean, is that how you learn a language? I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I am. So yeah. Where, where do you draw the line on? I'm going to only learn this language through textbooks or do you actually use it at some point? Which goes back to going uh, going to Georgia or one of the reasons I looked up Georgia um, it was actually not just Georgia I was actually thinking about Ukraine as well I mean as long as you're not too concerned about the war blowing up too much where you're living I wouldn't I don't think I'd be living in Kiev certainly it wouldn't be Kharkov uh, Kharkiv at all uh, certain eastern portion of Ukraine would be off limits um, but uh, Georgia would be if I want to study Russian and then Ukraine would be like I'd probably be in Western Ukraine, uh, Lviv probably uh, if I want to study actually probably both. But in Ukraine uh, in Lviv it'd actually be safer to study Ukrainian rather than Russian because if I was there studying Russian, the Ukrainians would not like that. So it's <laughs> you do have to be aware culturally sensitive that there are sort of those divisions going on. Which not being the case, I was thinking 
what if for this language vlog that I have, since it's more of an experiment of uh, keeping me honest with my, tr uh, my, my language efforts, I was thinking, I got to pull out some Ukrainian and start reading it a little bit. You're going to hear how bad my Ukrainian pronunciation is. Um, Russian, I actually have to use it in my lessons, so I have to uh, meet with my teacher a couple more times. I think I have a t class tomorrow. Probably do. Yes. And so I got to brush up on some of that so I don't come across as like completely slack, uh, even though I, I have been. I mean, it's because I have so many other things going on. Um, and Russian was more of a distraction from Chinese. And now that I failed the Chinese test, I'm kind of going, well, I should probably refocus on Chinese rather than distracting myself with Russian as it is. But we'll we'll, uh, we'll get through it. <sighs> Finally, the value of some time off. You know, and I was thinking this because um, it goes hand in hand with the, the travel stuff in that um, one of the things that it's, especially now, and I know a lot of people who are in the ESL industry, a lot of schools have actually just started back, uh, international schools, universities have pushed off their start date for another month. So if you remember me thinking about like jumping ship, it's actually one of the one of the reasons I don't is because this keeps on happening, uh, where there's some sort of um, unsureness about whether or not things are going to go ahead. So here I just keep on going with what works basically. But busy time August has been very busy. September's apparently going to be very busy. But the value of having time just to sit there and relax. I don't know if you guys do this at all, but usually it used to be Saturdays that I would do this. Now, sometimes it's Sunday, but more, more often than not, I find myself not doing this. So I remember when I first started this job with all the travel that we used to do is that like Saturday morning, maybe it was Saturday morning, maybe it was Saturday afternoon. I think it was Saturday afternoon after I did all my laundry, got all the other stuff I had to get done. Like in the first six hours of the Saturday, sobered up or whatever it was after traveling and being out uh, and finding food and shopping and stuff like that. Uh, if I had to, but then Saturday afternoon, I remember sitting down on my chair and putting my feet up and just going, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Like, it's just like, you're so tired and it's not even a tired you can really talk about. It's just, you're, you're, you're exhausted. You need to sit. And I found for, if you just sit for an hour, that's usually a good enough time. I mean, but it has to be an, like an hour, concentrate hour of you just sitting there. Not playing on your phone. I found that as soon as you open your phone and you start checking all this stuff, it's your your concentration's gone and you're 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 off you're off your um, meditation. You're off your relaxation hour, basically. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, uh, head over to my website, stephenserski.com. New episode for my podcast is available. Never to get around to setting up a uh, separate channel on Anchor, but it is on the docket, uh, along with uh, a few other projects I'm going to be uh, popping up. I've been working on some soundtracks as of late. Uh, yes, you'll also remember that August animation was supposed to be going on. That's, I mean, given that it's the last week of August, I have not been able to commit as much time as I thought I would to it. Uh, but I have a few things. I've also been doing these bike time lapses that i got to get up as well. Uh, but... Uh, so I've got a bunch of footage i got to start publishing. That being the case, if you want to take a look at some of the things I have been working out, uh, working on, uh, my website, stephenserski.com, has the latest episode number 31 with Rachel Ways on the, uh, uh, for my, my big podcast. 
the archives for this show will be up there as well. And then also my language vlog. And then you can also see my regular YouTube channel where I've been posting um, short videos of my different travel vids and stuff like that. And these are by no means in order. I've actually decided to just sort of jump around a little bit and uh, post travel videos that I find on my phone or my hard drive and just leave it that way. All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, stephenserski.com. Hope you're uh, keeping cool, keeping warm, and working out hard out there. With that, we will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.